What's up, everybody? This is Brian from the Positivity Unleashed Podcast, LLC, and you're listening to the Positivity Unleashed Podcast. I'm going to throw it over to my co-host, Clark, to take today's episode away. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's, let's, let's just hit the ground running, Brian. Um, today's, ep- today's episode is on friendship, and you know we have done an episode on relationships before, but this one is a, a little bit different, I think. You know, And I do want to note the relationship one. In the relationship one, I talked about things like oxytocin, uh, which, you know, facilitates pair bonding, trust, and then also obviously dopamine I've mentioned in every single episode. But today in this episode, we're going to talk about what it means to be a friend, how to nurture friendships and kind of get into, yeah, the importance of friendships. So without further ado, let's kick it off. For the definition today, I went, I found this very fascinating article. And so before I get into the definition of friendship, what I'm going to do is talk about a completely different definition, something called neuroethology. So I found this paper that is a neuroethology paper on friendship in animals. So what is neuroethology? Neuroethology is the evolutionary and comparative approach to the study of animal behavior and its underlying mechanistic control by the nervous system. So basically, it's neuroscience, the study of the neuroscience nervous system, and ethology, the study of animal behavior in natural conditions. So basically, what these people are doing, these scientists are going out into the field, studying animals, looking at their um, friendships and analyzing their friendships and analyzing their social systems and structures and trying to extrapolate the uh, nervous system underpinnings. Now, in this episode today, I probably won't talk too much about those, the neuroscience, surprisingly, of all people, (laughs) you think that I would. But really, what stuck out to me in this uh, article is sort of the definitions and some of the hypotheses that they point out. So more of the foundational stuff around friendship, which really spoke to me because these foundational things are things that I do in my daily life with my friends. It, it really speaks to um, the human structure of, of um, friendship. So without further ado, number two, <laughs> I will start on the definition that they propose about uh, friendship. Now, they do note in this study that their definition of friendship can definitely be argued Um, and it might even be different, you know, than Merriam-Webster's definition, but this is how they define it. And actually thinking about it, it's a very like scientific way to think about friendships. So this is what they say. And there's kind of two definitions here, which is definition of friendship and the definition of affiliation. So start with the first one goes, we define friends as pairs of individuals that engage in bi-directional affiliative which means non-aggressive, non-reproductive interactions with such frequency and consistency as to differentiate them from non-friends. Now, before I get onto the second definition, one of the things that sticks out to me and I think is true for Brian and I in this podcast is the frequency and consistency thing. I think about friendships in my own life and I think about, you know, the difference between somebody I keep up with on a regular basis 
and someone I don't. You know, even if I had known someone for many years, if I'm not really keeping up with them, it's like, uh, they're kind of an acquaintance. Like, it's hard to define. Like, yeah, we're friends, but I, you know, I don't really stay frequent and consistent enough in our interactions, right? So I, I found that fascinating that even in the animal worlds, scientists are studying this way. So um, I'm just curious, with the, you know, Brian, just want to give you the opportunity to speak. Um, do you have any thoughts on that, like frequency and consistency? in the in yeah. the role of like friendship yeah i, I mean i think that's that's it, it speaks volumes right because when i think about you know friendships right like think about us for example right clark like we frequently talk to one another communicate you know hit each other up for whatever it might be right and like through that like it definitely builds like a stronger relationship you know you're talking more often hanging out whatever it might be and like I think about like other friendships that like, you know, over the years, like have kind of fell through the cracks or withered away. And I'm like, well, I don't talk to them anymore. Right. Like that's the first thing I think about. Like I don't talk to them yeah. or I don't see them. Yeah. Right. And like I think that just kind of speaks to itself that like the more frequently you can hang out with someone or have that consistency with hanging out or just speaking to them, whatever it might be the stronger your, your bond between you guys can be and, and the more likely that that friendship will, will last, you know, over time. Yeah. 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 I mean, the other reason it stuck out to me, I have a friend who lives in another state. I've never met this person before, but I would say this person's like really present in my life. I may have spoken <laughs> about this person on the podcast before, but the reason is because this person sets a zoom meeting with me every two weeks. And it's and he is so good about following up with me and keeping me to that mm -hmm. Zoom meeting. But because we've done it for so long and so many years, it's like right. this person is a friend. This person's a close friend because of that frequency and consistency. So yeah. I think too, like that also speaks to like in the day and age of the internet, text your friends, call your friends, put time on their calendar, like try to make it consistent because that's what's gonna for people that are important in your life that are true friends, like keep it consistent. Yeah. That's, that's funny you say that because that makes me think about like when I was younger and I used to like play video games. Like I remember I had this one friend that me and my brother used to play with like all the time, but we've never met this guy ever. Like, we had no idea like yeah. what his real name was. Like we only knew like what his like gamer tag name was or whatever. Right. Like we had no idea mm -hmm. what this guy's name was. All we knew was this gamer tag. We played with him all the time. He invites the games, but we were like hanging out and like playing with him and talking yeah. so often. Like, like you said, like it felt like he was a friend. Like it felt like, yeah. you know, it was someone that like we hang out with and like right. we knew for so long because like anytime we'd hop on, like we're ripping jokes, we're playing together, we're having <laughs> fun. So like, I think like you brought up a good point that like, yeah, you can even have friends, even if you haven't met them before. Like I saw this one post um, on some sort of social media, I forget which one. And this this guy uh, asked this other person to be his best man at his wedding, but they had never met before, but they've been playing video games together for like <laughs> eight years or something like that. Right. Like it is it, like, it sounds silly. Right. But like, they were someone like should write a bro someone someone should write a bromance novel about that right <laughs> eight years though it was like it was like eight years or something like that they're they're playing together hanging out talking all the time and like mm. he asked me as best man and then like they finally met in person they like took a picture and like posted on social media oh. so like 
you know, it's it's like, but it's like, you know, at the end of the day, they were consistent. You know, they were playing all the time. You know, they, they were frequent with their communication and hanging out and getting to know each other. And that's that's what really builds a friendship and, and can kind of build that foundation to become a stronger yeah. friendship. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So to get back to this definition, like in the definition I said earlier, it talks about the frequency and consistency of affiliation and affiliative interaction. So the next definition was what are, what is affiliation? Like what defines affiliation? And, you know, the examples Brian and I just described, I think fit into this too. So it goes, affiliation can include spending time together, maybe via a Wi-Fi connection to some, (laughs) conversing or vocalizing, which, you know, talking over a podcast microphone, for example, um, obviously this is animal studies. So the other things are grooming and huddling, cooperatively foraging and sharing food as well as, and this is my favorite one, forming alliances against others. I find all of these <laughs> really interesting. Yeah, I know that one's awesome. I think that alliances one's so funny against to me. others. <laughs> yeah, dude, think about it. I think that really speaks to, um, in groups and out groups and that social dynamic, like that mm. you see all throughout elementary school, middle school, high school, college, even to political, um, you know, yeah. reaches of like, you know, countries versus other countries or like this political party versus that political party. Like it goes right. like that, like all everything I just said fascinates me to no end because it is so fundamental to human social structures. Um, mm-hmm. But the reason it's fascinating is because they're looking at a- the animal domain across many different species. And these are what they look for. So, um, to continue on here, basically, you know, I, I do think about every single one of these is something that really kind of humans do. I mean, obviously, the conversing and vocalizing, like communication, is such an important factor in uh, our social dynamic. That one's kind of obvious. But the one that I also like is cooperatively foraging, which I think maybe like, you know, humans that work together, this kind of creates like a friendship and in-group there if two people are like, I don't know, obviously not like foraging for food, but like, you know, working together, you got your work buddies, right? Uh, sharing food makes me think of like Thanksgiving or like having, having a friend over for dinner, like sharing food for some people is like a love language, you know, for your significant other. Um, and then, yeah. And then obviously that last one forming alliances against each other does strengthen friendship to some degree. So, um, again, before I move any further, Brian, you got any thoughts or comments on any of those things? Nah, no comments. I, I just think that that last right. one is just so funny. <laughs> it really is. It really is. I just, you know, why it's funny to me is I imagine like Planet of the Planet of the Apes situation. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that's like exactly what I thought about too. Just, <laughs> just going at it, like, yeah, yeah. Um, one other one that it says uh, it in macaque monkeys. I'll be talking about macaques a little bit here. Um, macaques are very commonly studied monkeys. They're kind of small. Um, I believe they are new world monkeys, but uh, some of the typical friendly behaviors are like grooming, obviously all these other things like sharing food, et cetera. But the one I found really interesting is something called gaze following. And the reason I found this interesting is it's the idea of like, if one monkey is looking at something and you two are buddies, uh, you know, you will try to look, you will follow the gaze of your friends and try to look at the same thing they're looking at. Why do I find this fascinating? Because I think about friend groups that, um, maybe this comes down to like the bandwagon effect a little bit, but it's like, you know, for me, I mean, I'm susceptible 
people to this all the time. Like if my friends are looking at something or they're, they're into like, I don't know, skateboarding or something like I'm going to start looking into that st- stuff too. So I just wanted to make that as a little side note, something I found fascinating about friendships and and maybe this can be useful to our listeners to like, you know, be careful where, you know, watching what your friends are watching, um, you know, think for yourself. But at the same time, this is also something fundamental to friendship. And um, something else I looked up was uh, uh, mothers do this with their kids. Like you're like moms are constantly trying to follow the gaze of what the kids are looking at. Um, so yeah, there's that one. Um, the other one is a dopamine thing. Uh, also in male macaques is that, you know, with with reward systems, you know, some of it is can be tracked behaviorally, right? Like, we all know about uh, juice, like giving monkeys, giving macaque monkeys juice. They will take the juice. They'll sip the juice. They love the juice because it's rewarding to them. They have motivation to drink the juice. But this little study that they found kind of like the social reward of seeing a picture of another monkey is so strong that monkeys will forego the juice reward in favor of looking at a picture of another monkey. So a monkey would rather have some sort of like social connection to another monkey than they would the food reward. Um, obviously, this is not like a do- dopamine specific study, but if I had to guess, the reward you get from social interactions are probably higher and stronger than uh, sugar or food, so to speak. So uh, obviously, everybody's different. You know, dopamine levels vary. But uh, yeah, just another thing I thought interesting. The very last part on this article that I found is something called the social brain hypothesis. Um, This one's another just fascinating little factoid for everybody. Uh, The social brain hypothesis posits that group living created selective pressures for larger and more complex brains. So it says the last decade has been replete with evidence that brain size scales with social complexity across species drawing ties between neural complexity and increased cognitive demands of social life. What does this tell me? Basically tells me like humans are super smart. Monkeys are super smart because we have to keep up with the demands of a complex social life. So um, yeah, great little factoid there. Um, The very last thing that I have here is a different study. This one is called, um, oh, actually I didn't mention the first study. The first study I will post. Um, it's a PubMed study on neuroethology and friendship. This study is about social relationships and mortality risk, uh, a meta-analysis review. So a meta-analysis is where someone takes a ton of studies across science and they study the results of all of those. So basically this meta-analysis was looking at 148 studies across 300,000 subjects. That is a huge pool of people looking at um, mortality risk and basically survival and life expectancy, all these things. And what they found is a staggering statistic to me. There was a 50% increased likelihood of survival for participants with stronger social relationships. What does it say? Go get some friends, people. But you're at the right place at the right time because uh, Brian's going to take it away to talk about the benefits of friendship, how to make good friends. I'm done talking, but think about that statistic. 50% likelihood of survival. That's like, that's insane. That's insane. Yeah, that is a big statistic. Yeah, I'll pass it to you. Cool. 
So uh, next topic I want to talk about is a study I found from uh, myoclinic.org, and uh, we'll post again the link to these these studies that we find. Um, but there's there's really three sections in the article that I want to discuss, and I think they're very important and kind of tag team off of what Clark was just talking about more into like a, 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 a maybe not a fundamental level, but a little dumber down level, if you will, not so sciencey as Clark, <laughs> which uh, you know. Is, is good for, for people like me who, you know, I'm a little dumb dumb sometimes. So we're going to be talking about three topics. The first one is benefits of friendship, how to meet new friends, and how to nurture friends. So first and foremost, benefits of friendship. So um, again, kind of tagging tag teaming off of some of the stuff that Clark already said here. Some of the benefits of, of friendship is one, increases your sense of belonging and purpose. Right. Remember that when you are you have more friends, you're in a friend group or or you have a positive kind of impact of a group of friends that you're a part of. It gives you that sense of belonging, that sense of purpose, like, oh, I'm actually a part of something bigger than myself. Right. And like I actually contribute to them. Right. Maybe you help them out with things. You you support them in other ways. They you support each other. Right. You give ideas about things. Um, there's just many kind of things that being friends with one another can help with your sense of belonging and purpose and maybe even help find your purpose. If you're not really sure what that is, you know, that's what friends are for to help you through when you're unsure about things sometimes. It's also been found that it boosts your happiness and reduces your stress. Right. Think about your friends that you have. Right. You, you go out, and you have fun with them. You enjoy times together. You, you have banter about things. Um, and then, you know, if you're going through stressful times, you can kind of relay that to your friends and, and kind of convey them. Hey, like, you know, I'm going through this and this is kind of tough and they can either have your back and help be there for you, comfort you or even maybe give you advice to help you through the situation. So you're not so stressed anymore. Um, they can also, again, kind of very similar to the last thing, they can improve your self-confidence and self-worth. So kind of tying those all together, you know, when you're happier, your stress is reduced, you tend to be more, more self-confident, you know, and feel a little bit more of self-worth. Um, and they could also help you, you know, cope with, with different um, traumas or different um, battles that you're having. Um, again, you know, that's, that's really what they're there for is, you know, if you're going through something, they're going to be there for you and, and help you through that. And last but least, um, encourage you to make changes in your, in your everyday life, right? Um, it, it's Change can be difficult sometimes, and sometimes it's hard, but through friends and through that support that you have through them, they can give you the encouragement that you need to be able to make changes to uh, for the better and maybe to avoid unhealthy lifestyle habits that you could have potentially and maybe make better, better choices in your everyday life to help your health and your everyday being. So... There's really a lot of really nice benefits to having friendships, closer friendships that can help you get through, you know, stuff in your everyday life or even long-term things. So now, now that we know what the benefits are of friendship, let's talk about how to meet new friends. How do we meet new friends? Well, really meeting new friends stays, you know, if again, from this myoclinic.org um, document here, you know, there, there's really a few topics here to help with that. And first and foremost is staying in touch with people whom you've either worked with, taken classes with, or have met, you know? It, it, again, this this is goes hand in hand exactly what Clark was saying earlier with consistency and frequency, right? The more consistent you could stay in staying in touch with people and having that communication, having that interaction, the more likely that you will actually become friends, remain friends, and grow stronger as friends together. 
Next, reconnect with old friends, right? As I said earlier, you know, there are some people that, you know, over the years, you know, I've, I've kind of lost touch with and, you know, it's okay to then reach out to them and reconnect. You know, I have friends now that, you know, I hadn't talked to them for a while. I reached out, reconnected, and now I talk to them more often, you know, and we're kind of friends, quote unquote, again, right? Or have a better friendship than we did over the past few years. So don't be afraid to, to reach out to some old friends, reconnect with them. Also, reach out to people uh, you've enjoyed chatting with at social gatherings, right? If you go to a social gathering, like a wedding or something like that, I don't know, and you find someone that you enjoy talking with, you know, don't be afraid to be like, hey, like, let's stay in communication. Can I have your number, right? Can, you know, what's your social media, whatever it might be, and stay in touch with them if you like them. You know, I know Clark can attest to this, but, you know, one of the places that I love meeting friends at is, is raves, like going to festivals and raves. Like you meet some of the nicest, coolest people at these places. And I still have friends that I've met at raves and festivals that I stay in communication to this day. Clark, I'm sure you could agree the same. Oh, it's a good community. It's a great community. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Last but not least, um, as far as meeting new friends is don't introduce yourself to your neighbors. That's probably the easiest way to meet someone because they live next to you. You see them all the time. And whether that's your apartment neighbor, your house neighbor, whatever it might be, um, it's don't be afraid to introduce yourself to them. And they live right next door. So if you can become friends with your next door neighbor, it becomes very easy to be able to hang out with them, grab food, whatever it might be. So um, before I get into my last talk about nurturing friendship, Clark, any, any comments or anything about benefits of friendship or meeting new friends? Yeah. Yeah, two things. Um, the first one, the first one I want to say about coming back to this health thing and that study that I mentioned, and also what you were saying about the stress reduction part of friendship, but also um, just all these health benefits. Kind of coming back to last episode we did on optimism, I was talking about the difference between causation and correlation, and um, I think this one too. It's like friendship isn't. Well, maybe it is to some degree causing you to be healthier and less stressed, but I think it's so strongly correlated with, like Brian was saying, if you're going through a tough time, your friends are there to help. Your friends are there to literally help reduce your um, anxiety or reduce the – this happens to me all the time. Like I'll get super stressed about something. I'll go to a friend. They'll calm me down. They'll just talk to me. It's like it's relaxing. And so those health benefits that are correlated with having friends – like I said earlier, 50% increased likelihood of survival. <laughs> okay, this is this is your daily survival, people. Um, the second thing I'll say is um, on making friends. Um, I love what Brian talks about because they're pretty, I would say, relatively comfortable things to do. Reconnect with someone you've already connected with. Go talk to, I mean, the neighbor thing is the one thing that I would, I would like to add to Brian's points on this is have an open mind. I think having an open mind can go a long way because have an open mind that, you know what, maybe your neighbor talks funny, but like maybe you need to entertain the thought that if you get to know them, maybe you could be great friends, you know? So what if they talk funny? Maybe they're great people, right? So I think keeping an open mind and an open heart towards letting people into your life is scary. It can be sometimes uncomfortable, but once you do it and do it enough and have enough consistency and frequency doing that, like you'll make tons of friends um, just literally everywhere you go. Um, so, yeah, pass it back to you. 
Cool. Yeah, I think that's a it's a really good ending point there, Clark. Like have an open mind because like I feel like sometimes it's very easy for us to judge a book by its cover, but you never know, right? Like you could end up having like mm-hmm. a really good friendship with yeah. that person and maybe you connect on more than you thought you did initially. Totally. So totally. good point. Last uh point about this topic that we're gonna talk about is um how to nurture friendships. Um so these are Maybe it seem kind of simple and, you know, maybe in your mind you might do these things already, but these are, I think, some of the best ways that you can really nurture a friendship to make sure that it can, it can stay a friendship and then grow as time goes on with one another. So first of all, be kind to others, right? And again, I know this is so like simple and kind of dumbed down, but like it is so easy to sometimes not be the nicest to others, right? Maybe if you're not in a good mood or you're not going through something or whatever it might be. And, you know, we we don't know all the time what everyone's going through, right? And for you to have a friendship with someone, you got to be kind to them. You got to give them kind words, be there for them, comfort them, encourage them. You know, at times, sometimes maybe have difficult conversations as we've uh, talked about before in other episodes. Mm. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, the root of everything, Try to be kind and come from a good place when you, when you are talking with these people. Be a good listener. It can be you – know, sorry to interrupt. Uh, it can be hard when you're hangry, so defeat your hangriness before getting out. <laughs> so okay, go, go eat a snack. Go eat a kind bar and then get out there, people. All there right, you go. <laughs> you're good. So uh, next one was be a good listener. You know, at the end of the day, you know, it's so important that you are listening to what your friends are saying. And at the end of the day, like I remember like one of the biggest things that's that, that I learned over the years is when you listen to people, listen with an intent to actually remember the things they're saying, right? Because a lot of the times things that people say are very important to them. And if you can repeat that back to them at a later time or remember specific things or events that they talked about, it ends up meaning a lot to that person and can deepen a friendship by a lot, right? Like, hey, like, you know, I'm, I'm really excited. I have this 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 thing I'm doing on the weekend. You know, I'm, I'm doing a triathlon on the weekend, right? Oh, okay, cool, right? And if, like, you never remember it, it happens over the weekend, you don't reach out to your friend or whatever, like – you know, maybe they feel this type of way or the next time you talk to them, you're like, hey, what's new? They're like, oh, I did that triathlon over the weekend. Oh, right. Yeah, I, I, I thought you mentioned something like that, right? Like it, it doesn't come off as very genuine. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you can like, you know, do, do a little bit extra by saying, hey, like I heard I remember your triathlon today. Good luck. Like I'm sh- that would go such a long way for that person. And again, kind of deepen that friendship. So just some food for thought there on that one. Um. Also, don't be afraid to open up yourself. You know, while it's important to be a good listener and listen to what maybe the other person opening up about, don't be afraid yourself to open up, right? Sometimes it can be a little scary opening up, you know, telling some things, you know, about yourself or opening up about, you know, maybe some things that, you know, you're a little scared to tell people. But, you know, that's what really friends are for, to, to talk to those people about those things and get closer. Also, show that you can be trusted. Right. Show that you can be a trustworthy person. You know, I think it's so important in friendships that there's this level of mutual trust and support. And if if you're not someone that can be trustworthy or you don't come across as someone like that, it's going to be pretty hard to make friends with, with other people. Right. If, if they're not going to trust you with, again, opening up or, you know, trust you on that, you're going to show up for the things when they need you to. Right. It, it can kind of diminish friendships or, or make them kind of weaker uh, on a certain degree, you know, of a friendship level. So make sure that you can show you can be trusted. And last but not least, be available, 
right? At the end of the day, uh, you know, sometimes you're, you're going to have to be available. You're going to have to be available to hang out. You're going to be able to do things for them. You're going to be able to talk sometimes when maybe you have a lot going on and you're really tired, but your friend really needs you because they're going through a tough time and they, they just need an ear to listen to or some advice to get back. So be available when you can for these people. But all in all, these different things you could do throughout your day-to-day with your friends or throughout your friendships can help strengthen those friendships and make sure they kind of stay along the path with one another. So, Clark, that's really it for that study. I want to throw it back to you. Um, I know you had something you wanted to talk about uh, for yeah. – uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I definitely uh, would add one on there. You know, you were mentioning listening and that – I think I mentioned this on the podcast already, but I'll mention it again – um, the book by Chris Voss's book, Never Split the Difference, which I've spoken on the podcast before. Um, basically, his whole thing is about empathy and about making sure that the other person feels understood. So when I'm listening to someone, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not necessarily like rote memorization, which is probably what you should do to some degree, like memorize the details. <laughs> but what I try to do to remember the details is just understand one understand what the other person is saying and if i can understand it well enough to be able to repeat it back to them that's how i personally remember it so that when i do come back a week later i'll be like oh yeah that's right there's that thing that you're doing uh right so just a little tip there the second thing um that i was doing for this episode was i stumbled upon a um YouTube channel that I've watched before that's really good is for someone named Vanessa Van Edwards. Her YouTube channel is Science of People, which I will post in the description of this so you can click on those videos or just look it up. Um, I will mention she is not a peer-reviewed scientist, so um, there is that, but she does something which is very good, which is kind of what we do here, which is she cites a lot of science and she does the research. So to her credit, um, she just has a lot of really, really good science-backed things that you can do to be more social. Things like how to enter a group. And she just understands the social dynamics really, really well. So um, definitely go check out that YouTube channel. I'm going to watch some more of her videos because, yeah, she's got LinkedIn learning videos as well. Um, we don't have an affiliation with her uh, or her YouTube channel, but... Um, as always, we would like to Vanessa Van Edwards. We're here. We're, we're watching. We're watching your stuff. So um, that's the that's the very last thing um, that I'll mention. So yeah. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode on friendship. Uh, we hope that you can use a lot of this information that we talked about today to learn more about your friendships with others, nurture those friendships, maybe meet some new friends, reconnect with some old friends, whatever it might be. But don't be afraid to get out there, open yourself up, make some new friends, nurture those friendships, and, and take it away from there. So on that note, we will see you on the next episode next week. But until then, have an amazing rest of your day, an amazing week. Keep on smiling. Keep on smiling, everyone. <laughs>